0: This podcast is a work of fiction. The opinions expressed are individual and are not necessarily representative of Spirit Live or Toronto Metropolitan University. The following episode contains mature content.
1: We can expect some son of At the hospital for sick children.
0: Welcome,
1: Fib
2: Locals. It's time to take a break from swimming, tanning, or huffing B3608 and tune in to the greatest gossip show to ever grace the airwaves. And those airwaves are hot, hot, hot. Just like your hosts, Kitch Stevens and
3: Lala B Star.
0: Choo choo! All aboard the gossip train! Gossip train? Oh, so unsheek. Whatever happened to the Gossip Luxury Jet?
2: Gossip is about the glamorous journey, not the exotic destination. I want to arrive at a delicious new tidbit of information in a pair of Jimmy slingbacks with a margarita in my hand and a friend on my arm. We need to take our time. Let it simmer between us
0: girls. I don't know, Kitch. My favorite part of a Luxury Jet is that it gets me where I'm going fast. Besides, the destination's where it's at. Traveling is worse than a B3 withdrawal headache.
2: Not just you, babe. All those run-ins with Border Patrol aren't exactly common experience.
0: Why do they always have to stop me from taking my ointments? I mean, it's just a B3-infused blend. Is it less than 100 milliliter? What are you, a cop? I have needs. You're right, girl code. You deserve to have them met. On the topic of travel, though... Getting a bit ahead of ourselves, callers. Well, I've never faulted anyone for coming early. Let's hear what this is about. Hello? Caller? (gasps) Missed me?
2: Fitzy! How have you ladies been?
0: Oh, my fluffy, woofy little (laughs) murder poo! You didn't deserve jail time! No, you didn't! No, you didn't! I was so worried after your prison break, I.
2: (laughs) Fitzy, we were just about to get into this week's topic. Could you call another. This week's topic? Lay it on me, Kitch. I'll give you something to really gossip about. We're talking all things travel. What a coincidence. I'm actually taking a little trip right now. By trip, do you mean running from the authorities? The only authority I'm running away from is your mother, Kitch. That woman wants me. Now enough ad-doganum attacks. Let me tell you about my
0: little adventure. Hubby, I so wish I could join you right now. The air quality in FIP is the worst. I could tolerate the headaches, but these hallucinations are just annoying. I keep seeing this terrible, gibbering, insistent intern who mucked up the intro last week.
2: No way! I also see him! Is his name Jared in your delusions, too? Yeah, Jared. You
0: know, my name's not even Jared, it's Elliot. Silence, Silence, Jared! Jared. Jared.
2: Well, I'm actually not as far as you'd think. You know, the whole... The whole? Which one? You're not serious, are you, Fitz? Listen, it's not that deep. Well, it is... Deep in a literal sense. My original plan was to leave this continent altogether, but trying to make it past these fib on a motorboat is like trying to befriend a cat. Seems like it's going just fine until you're scratched all over and covered in (sniffs) unclean sand.
0: Yeah, they really need to do something about all the cat litter dumping on that beach. Isn't it like illegal?
2: Illegal and immoral. So I doggy paddled my way back to shore and found my way into fib's sewer system. Spent about a week there, made a couple friends, had a bit of a gambling ring going, but I could feel the icy hand of old habit on my neck, so I left again. I decided to explore this hidden network I'd been pawing around. My petite figure made it easy to squeeze into places no one else had gone. This figure has done me a lot of favors in my time, but ladies, this was the best one. I found a secret path into the hole.
0: I don't understand. I thought he was flooded. Isn't that why they're making it into a beach resort? And what about the protests? All those anti-B3
2: hippies love to gather around there. Won't you get... caught?
0: I've heard the government's been mining there for the last few months. Shut the f- up! Shut up, Jared! Shut up! Shut up! Ah! Damn! Missed!
2: Ladies, ladies, I have news. This whole place ain't so bad. After a little swim through the caves, i found myself on the boardwalk of a perfectly charming air pocket commune. They've even got a Dapplebee's down here. I've met a couple strange cats. They call themselves ex and they walk the talk about it. No Phibian ways would survive down here and no Simian relatives would recognize us even if they moseyed their way out of the limestone age. The folks here have no eyes, but that lack of sight leaves plenty of space inside them for vision. (laughs) Ex-phibisans? I don't understand. Why would anyone want to leave here? I mean, a vacation is one thing, but a commune? I mean, we've got motels for that. Well, you know that B-3608 you girls love so much? They're swimming in it over here. Literally. What do you think is in the hole? Pool water? Wow,
0: they must be gorgeous down there.
2: Uh, In their own special little deep-sea creature way. And way less limbs. They told me about this shedding process they go through. It's a little... Huh? Sorry, gals. They're offering head scratches. I got a blast.
0: Bitsy! I can't believe it. She's getting head scratches from other women. Fibrail. For all your adventures, far and wide. Now servicing underwater communes. Welcome back, travel bugs. You all are eager today. We've already caught a new caller on the line. Come on, cutie, give us your craziest travel story.
3: So, I'm a reality TV buff and the biggest fan of Who You Gonna Marry, and ladies, I know you are too, don't even lie to me.
2: <laughs> uh, obviously. My parents met on that show. They made headlines as the first Mary Mansion couple to divorce on air. Papa, Poppy, if you're listening, guys, can
3: you please get back together in time Anyways, for Anyways, it's always been a dream of mine to visit the Mary Mansion. You know, the luxury beachside resort where all the steamy bachelors compete for one true love's kiss. And like I know they don't disclose the location, nobody's ever been there, yada yada. But I've seen a few blind items say that it's probably in Calzone City, and well if that's true, then I just can't pass out the chance to see it. I heard movie star Peel Patrick Paris sublets there for the winter.
0: Peel Patrick? Oh, he invited me. I didn't go, though. Can't be
3: seen hanging around
0: these P-listers. Besides, I had a rash that week. I had a bash that weekend, a birthday bash.
3: So I'm on this four-hour flight, and, well, I splurged, obviously. I'm packing my bags above this beautiful business class leather seat, and I have leg room. And then, oh, wouldn't you know it, the most breathtaking flight attendant put a glass of champagne down on my little side table. Tufts of hair everywhere. Glistening nose. The whole package. I'm not even in Mary Mansion and I'm already seeing hunks.
2: I love those little uniforms they wear. The scarves.
0: The silk scarves. And the hankies. I love when they offer to help you blow your nose. Such gentlemen. I used to
2: snort B3 when I saw them doing their rounds just to give them something to wipe up.
3: But here's the thing. As soon as the plane takes off, well... Another hunk comes over to check my seatbelt. Biceps bursting out of his uniform. His talons almost ripped up my chic floral blouse. And then lunchtime, who sets down my plastic pasta tray but another stud. Then I'm looking around and see another beast of a man in the next aisle pushing his food cart with his, whew, veiny hands. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this flight crew is all hunks and no filler. Well, there might be some filler, if you know what I mean.
1: I know
0: what you mean, baby.
3: Me too. Well, I guess all that muscle put too much weight on the plane engine, because as I'm biting into my penny vodka, I hear a loud bang. And then suddenly, my pasta's in the air, and this flight is nose diving into the ocean. <laughs> so, um, I'm calling right now from a deserted island. All the passengers exploded, except for me.
0: Rest in pieces.
3: Well, me, and this hunky cabin crew. We have the leftover plane food. I've been binging Splinefeld on the last remaining in-flight entertainment system. I mean, we're okay, but all these hunks won't stop hitting on me. Like last night, the pilot, with beautiful thighs, by the way. Like, really, talk about Silver Fox was whispering plain facts in my ear when I was trying to heat a frozen chicken tray over the bonfire.
2: Well, you know what they say about airplane food. Total aphrodisiac. I can almost taste it. Limp beanstalks, dry chicken, and mystery pudding that jiggles so much you forget your own name. Hi.
3: This should be my dream, but it turns out, being trapped in a 500-foot radius with ten hot bots that all want you gets exhausting. I know it's wonderful, I'm breathtaking, but I miss girls' night. Now it's all, more champagne, miss, fasten your seatbelt, please, and these uniformed boys won't stop begging me for roses. I need a break. What do I do?
0: Sounds like you've got yourself in a real dill pickle. Hold the dill. Believe it or not, I've been exactly where you are. Hmm. Dill pickle.
2: Dill pickle chips? (sighs) They served us on the plane. I could go for some now, honestly.
0: If they're gonna treat you like a hot commodity, they better be willing to at least fight for you. Survival of the fittest. That's such a sexy concept. Yup. Once they whittled themselves away, I accepted the de facto leader as my concierge.
2: I don't think that means what you think it means.
0: Concubine? Whatever, doesn't matter. Anyway, by this point, he'd absorbed the strength and defining personality trait of each of his kills, so it was like getting 12 hunks in one. Much more manageable. Plus, with his newfound strength, he grabbed a passing military jet out of the sky with his bare hands.
2: Oh, that's right! I was wondering why this sounds so familiar. They based that movie on your story, right? Maroon Lagoon. I used to watch it on reruns before my family bought the cable company from their competitors.
0: Yeah, well, it deserved better than straight-to-video anyway. I made peanuts in dividends. I actually started a huge guild strike about that later, but that's a boring story.
2: Mmm! We're due for a quick break. I hope it was helpful, Callaway.
0: Thanks for sharing your story. Glad my experience came in handy. Ooh, last-minute advice? Monetize your life, honey. Maroon Lagoon 2 sounds like the next big hit.
2: Oh, oh, oh no. What? It's that damn dog again. Same number, look. Pick up, pick up. Hey, guys. Sorry for hanging up on you. Those head scratches ended up taking me to a weird place. One second they're getting me behind the ear and my eyes are closing. Suddenly I'm hearing all this chanting. And some silly little proverb about fattening up the sacrifice for the whole. I thought I was getting too many Dapplebee's freebies. Anyways, if y'all want to come to my final sacrifice, feel free to swing on by. I hear Fibrail's making hole stops now, just-
0: What the? Fitzy? Glad they're feeding her well over there. Sounds better than prison muck anyway. Very few gluten-free options. (laughs) Did you hear what she said about the sacrifice? Is-is that her again? Ooh, I hope so. I wanted to hear about the rest of her trip. Uh, oh, oh, Caller 2, sorry for keeping you waiting.
1: I don't know if I can say this on the air, but never trust Fruppon.
2: Uh, well, there goes our sponsorship.
1: My mother-in-law got tickets for the whole family for her 120th birthday. She wanted to do a vacation. She has her quirks, but I thought men. That's pretty nice of her. An all-inclusive interdimensional trip for the whole family? My goodness. So she gives them to us for the holidays. Time goes by quick, and then there we are. We head down to the interdimensional launch pad. The kids have never been on a dimension jumper before.
2: Aw, must have been such a nice treat for them. I hate kids.
1: I packed everything. Snacks, games, coloring books, passports, a downloadable consciousness in case their whole brains get melted on the way there. But we get there fine. Dimension 3900. It's a nice one. Beaches of space rocks, asteroid showers. Definitely more geared toward families than something like 3400 or my honeymoon to Dimension 6969.
0: There's always space for some romance. Mom and Dad need to find some time away from the ankle biters. Though, that's how my sister lost my nephew in Dimension 8900. I'm sure he's alright, though. He's almost entirely waterproof.
1: Still, it was fine. The locals were friendly. A- sometimes a little too friendly with their 4th and 5th tentacles. But all vacations must come to an end. We're at the Dimensional Jumping Pad heading home, and I think it's nothing fancy, but I don't think much of it. I send the kids through first, and then I follow. Now, I used to travel like this all the time for work. Sometimes there's a little bit of turbulence. You might see a childhood pet apparate in your peripherals. Uh, Every so often, in a solar storm, you might have to wait at the other end for your hand to reach your new dimension. Overall, it isn't too bad.
0: Modern technology really is a wonder. I remember rail space when I was a kid. Took three light years just to get to the rest stop, and by the time you came back from vacay, your extended family was dead and your school besties in retirement homes. Anyway, what happened on this trip?
1: This one was painful. I mean, the G-force was insane. I was twisted every which way, only got a moment off when it sent me to a dimension where I talked to my dead dad on a beach.
2: Well, I've never encountered any dead relatives on my interdimensional travels. Just once, I'd like to see my late twin sister again. Miss you, Delvis.
1: It, it spit me out and I fell to the ground in a lump. Like, I was completely cubular. My body has been rearranged and spit into my home dimension as a cube. My kids have been squished together into one and now share telepathic thoughts. The entire family had been jumbled and rearranged. Then I find out that she bought the tickets for dirt cheap on that bargain website, Frupon.
2: Did someone say Frupon? <coughs> Frupon?
0: The best place to resell travel tickets and used hair oils. Use code THE FIB for 30% off your next purchase. Let it go, kitsch. PR Message and Fruitbun already backed out of sponsoring. Apparently they already have too much controversial press.
1: Zoot, you were saying, caller? She knew all along we were going through an out-of-date launching pad, but just didn't care. I had to quit my job. Now I work as a paperweight for extremely large documents. Anyways, there's my vacation horror story for you.
0: Wow, glad you found your calling. Everything happens for a reason.
2: Wow, those travel stories sure were wild. Though, if I'm being honest, the one that stuck most was closest to home.
0: Fitzy's last call was a little worrying, don't you think, Lola? What do you mean? It seems like my pookie's making friends. I guess you're right. Maybe sacrifice has a different meaning in the hole. I know I'm right. You know how many friends she made in prison? I still get holiday cards from all of them.
2: You guys hear that?
0: Where's my shock? Wait a second. Is that?
2: Tidy up some unfinished business, you ladies would not believe where life has taken me in the last forty-five minutes.
0: Your travel story, yes, please continue. I've been on the edge of my seat this whole episode, and you know how bad that is for my back. Where was I
2: right? That last call was actually a tail dial at first. No harm, no foul, but hey, opportunity does as opportunity goes. I had a fire lit under my ass. I'm serious. These oceanic exiles were looking for some dog food. Now I'm nobody's fool, not like those golden retrievers. The situation was sticky, as was the barbecue sauce they were smothering me in. I needed to escape. Fast. Problem was, they had me tied up and muzzled. Gave me flashbacks to when Father tried
0: to teach me to sit. Daddy was so cruel to you. I never would have put you on a leash. Of course not. You're
2: my girl. Anyways, I'm sitting there, barbecue sauce on all eight of my titties, when I realized there was no way I was getting free. Instead, I had to come up with a plan. To convince these canine carnivores that I was a messenger from above. Nothing you haven't done before. Exactly. Child's play. And believe me, those guys really needed a religious idol to worship. Most of them forgot what the sun looked like. The whole suck the theism right out of them. They needed something, a shining light, a beacon of hope. And there I was, already dressed as a martyr. If I'm being honest, the fire they were roasting me over really aided the image. But after that, almost no gerrymandering required. The people there loved me. My holy act was a smash hit. My dry wit, lean racehound stylings were universally beloved, and the townspeople couldn't get enough of me. They even believed me when I said I was a talking dog.
0: You're that and so much more. (coughs) Kitch, <coughs> That's not a furball, is it?
2: Oh no, those still pickle chips are coming back up!
0: Fitz, we gotta go, major emergency. Can you do the outro?
2: <coughs> of course I can. Travel is overrated. All you need is a warm bed, a milk bone, and you're set for life. I learned nothing from this near-death experience and I still think cults are fire. That's why next week, we want you to call in with your greatest cult stories. As a twice-reformed cult leader, I'm excited to hear what your experience with cults is. For the dogs out there, I'll translate the above. (coughs) Call in with your stories to 999-608-137-499.
1: We interrupt your programming with a government
2: sponsor.